Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today, very special guest, first time batting leadoff for the week, the Charlie Blackman of the DNVR Rockies podcast. Only fitting, we have a great beard on the show. Wow. Mr. Dwayne Brown of the DNVR Rapids show, All City Network art director. You wear a lot of hats, and your hat today is particularly nice because it's the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Rocky Mountain Vibes, man. Let's go. Just finished up uh, their most successful season since going Indy League. So That's finally nice. made it to the playoffs. Uh, didn't make it through the first round um, in that short series uh, with Ogden, but good for them, man. Happy for them. You, so what you're so. saying is, and you're kind of almost breaking news because I I, I, <laughs> I check in on the indie leagues and and uh, summer collegiate leagues, you know, almost like after the season. But what you're what you're trying to say here is, there's a Colorado baseball team that made the postseason. Is this what you're breaking news here? It is. Tell us. Yeah, they they made it, and it Let's wasn't go. wasn't a wild card. They just got in there. Um, I love that. Yeah. So super happy for the vibes. That's great. Um, you know, there there's. Northern Colorado Owls and mm-hmm. also Grand Junction Jackalopes as well in the Pioneer League. So we got lots of baseball. Colorado's a baseball state, man. It really is. Very cool. Don't sleep on that for sure. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Colorado Rockies, but your expertise is soccer. And there's actually a lot of crossover, I think, with MLB and, and, and with the Rockies and, and Rapids right now. And we'll kind of break all of that down. The owners of the two teams and, you know, the fan walkout on Saturday mm-hmm. and the fact that both clubs are are having their worst respective season in their, <laughs> their franchise history. Like, there's a lot of overlap. Lionel Messi, what, what has he done to uh, change the game? And maybe uh, an idea or a concept for MLB to sort of cash in on something that soccer does well and something that the NBA is doing for the first time this year. For anyone that is not paying attention, we'll talk about what the <laughs> NBA is doing. MLS and soccer already does it. Maybe MLB can do it. We'll jump into all of that. But over the weekend, Susie touched on it, of course, a little bit on Sunday's show. Make sure you go back and listen to that. But the Blake Street Bombers were were back in town, and we talked to them for 30 minutes, and it could have easily gone on for another 30 minutes more. Just an absolute masterclass talking to one Hall of Famer and three guys that are in the Hall of, of very, very good. And that doesn't happen very often. And that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Did you have a, a favorite member of uh, the Blake Street Bombers? Because they're they're all so different. Susie they're said super different. Susie said this in the press box, and and she didn't say it on the show. They're like a boy band. Like they all have their own yeah. different unique persona, and it's like everyone kind of has their their favorite. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, because I didn't, I didn't live here during that time, but I did move here when Larry Walker was still here. Mm. This is probably him. Sure. Um, just because I actually got to watch him play in person, whereas you know I, I didn't, you know, um, Vinny was more in a coaching yeah. role, mm-hmm. um, you know, during my time here, so it was a little bit different. Um, but I remember watching from back home in Virginia. Uh, ironically, uh, as a kid, I was really mad at the Rockies when they first started. Um, really? Yeah. So, so I grew up as, as an Atlanta Braves fan mm-hmm. because we had their minor league team in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, so my chance to watch pro was to watch guys on rehab uh, come up and play sure. it for the R Braves. And um, uh, my favorite player growing up as a kid um, was Dale Murphy. Um, oh, he's, wow. Uh, he was my favorite. And so I was heartbroken <laughs> when he left to go start <laughs> to go play for That's this right. new team out in Colorado. And I was so mad at the Rockies uh, for that, even though the Rockies had nothing to do with that. <laughs> you know, he was he was at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so my first experience with the Rockies was <laughs> very, very negative because they took they took my favorite player as, as a kid. Uh, you know, <laughs> then I moved here and, you know, decided, you know, hey, this is where I live now. This is home. So I'm a Rockies fan now. And so it just something I never would. If I go back in time and tell little kid Dwayne, you're going to be a Rockies fan yeah. at some point. I'm sure some some mean words would have been said in in little kid language. Whatever well, that is. You said <laughs> I, you're not me. You have a beard and I don't have so, a beard. You yeah. go, oh, what? what a kid brain. What a kid brain. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the thing is, too, you go, well, maybe if Murphy had gotten this, the last two home runs he needed to get to 400, you'd have been like, you know, yeah. Rockies, thank you for being that vessel to allow Murph to, you know, strengthen his Hall of Fame campaign. As it was, uh, he, he didn't get that. I think he only hit, like, one double in the 25 or so games. You know, they, they signed him, like, right on the eve of opening day of their first ever game. So, yeah. uh, didn't unfortunately, didn't happen for him. But I, he is, you know, we, we talked about it in January. Like, hey, who are the who are some other former Rockies that could make the Hall of Fame? And, of course, everyone immediately uh, outside of Todd Helton, which we should get that news in January, you go, sure. well, when does Nolan Arenado retire? And it's like, well, there's some guys who have some good cases. Dale Murphy is a guy that, he, on a veteran's ballot. He should ballot, be in, yeah. Uh, it's it's every year you watch and like he's just one of those guys but mm-hmm. just very likable you yeah, know that too. so it's like you always want to root for the likable guys you know um so you know i think braves fans um are certainly you know disappointed when he's not in <laughs> yeah and doesn't make it in and uh you know i'm not sure he gets in but uh i would be happy for him obviously if, if he gets in and you know, as a little kid in the 80s, like I loved watching him. He was my guy. And the Braves were so bad back then, too. Just very just. I mean, I was mm-hmm. the only kid in my school with the Braves hat on and got made fun of all the time. So mm-hmm. everybody was an Orioles fan and the uh, Orioles or, were good or Yankees, you know, the World usual yeah. on the East Coast. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dale Murphy. That's a good. So one. that's that's my childhood connection to the Rockies before I before I lived here. All right, so now everybody knows they need to get you a Dale Murphy Rockies jersey. So I have, well, not a Rockies jersey. I have, that, that's, I have an old, uh, an old Braves. You gotta get that you my one. My brother got me. Yeah. They gotta get you one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, had you? Uh, so the Bombers being back and, and 
again, you you know your sports history and uh, you have your reverence for guys like the Blake Street Bombers. For sure. If the, uh, if the Rapids didn't have a game on Saturday, and we'll talk plenty about that, would, would you have gone to, to Coors Field for an event like that? And have you gone at all this season? I've not been to a Rockies game in a couple of seasons. Sure. And, and part of it is because what we'll talk about uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, is it's hard for me to want to throw money at the Monforts. Uh, yep. You know, so uh, I, I don't go to a lot of Rockies games. I used to get uh, when I lived in Cap Hill, um, I used to get the 25 game packs. And so I would go to tons of, and I bought two. So I had two seats, 25 game packs for years, um, probably from like 2006 through probably 2011 ish. Good run. Um and I would just take a different friend every game, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the great thing about the Rockies, you know, the, the, is uh, Coors Field is awesome, you know. And, and the great thing about Colorado is there's hardly ever any humidity. Uh, and so it's uh, it's a great time to just go hang out with a friend and, and watch baseball. And so it was, you know, 25 different games, bring somebody different every time. Maybe somebody I haven't seen in a while, catch up, um, watch some baseball and uh just have a great day, great night out. Uh, my second ever date uh, with my wife, my, hey. my now wife, was uh, mustache night at, at Colorado <laughs> Rockies. Uh, you know, and then I found out after the game, we went back and I found out that she hates baseball and she never told me that. <laughs> wow. So that was a good sign. She, she went and watched it anyway. Um, but yeah, so, lots, yeah, so many great memories uh, from Coors Field and the Rockies for sure. That's cool. So, but she hated baseball before. It wasn't seeing the no, Rockies made her hate she baseball. Is a, she is a life <laughs> lifetime not enjoyer of baseball. Okay, all right. Yes. Well, the, the Rockies, it's not the Rockies' fault. No, the Rockies no. have ruined a lot of people. And the Rockies were good then. So, of baseball, yeah. yeah. This is true. Shout out to uh, Daniel Berry in the in the chat there again. <laughs> we are we are live on YouTube, so make sure you leave your comments in there. If you listen to us as a podcast, go ahead and rate us there. Saturday was a I use the word shocking day. Maybe shocking is is an overstatement, but it was it was wild in Colorado sports because you had yes. the Rockies win both ends of a doubleheader against a team that they entered the series one and eight. So that was like this unlikely thing. They hadn't won both games of a doubleheader in almost a decade, 2014. And they hadn't beaten a, a team, uh, hadn't won a series against an NLS club all year long. And you get the Giants going for the postseason. Yeah. That's not going to happen. They they take both ends there. Uh, and they won five games in a row. Uh, their longest winning streak all season. The CU-CSU all-time classic like just college football classic Rocky Mountain showdown obviously but college football that was great I mean everyone just stayed up late to watch that it was just that game was bananas like yeah regardless of what side you're on yeah I didn't grow up here so I'm not on either side Mm -hmm. it was just fun to watch uh just wildness it was good yeah and then the Rapids go in the midst of one of their worst seasons in franchise history when two and 2-1 2-1 uh, over the New England Revolution, who's one of the best teams in very the good. Eastern Conferences. Yep. And you have a fan walkout in the middle of it in one of their biggest <laughs> victories. One of their only victories. They've only won four all year long. So a quarter of their yeah. victories, there have been a player walk, there have been a fan walkout. Um, so yeah, just a wild day in, in in Colorado sports. Shocking day in a sense. So let's let's dig into that. 
Uh, how how can you best just describe the the situation with what the Rapids have right now? Because we've been doing it all year long with the Rockies, mm, yeah. And we're gonna kind of compare and contrast a lot of those things, and maybe Rockies fans or the Rockies front office can learn something from the Rapids fans <laughs> and Rapids front office, vice versa. Uh, maybe it'll just be a, a a session, a bitch session, so to speak, right? Where we could just kind of sure. complain about how, how things are going. But but what's happening with the Rapids right now? There, there is a lot of reason for. Rockies and Rapids fans to be friends right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to commiserate about. Um, both clubs are on pace to have their worst season in history. Mm. So with the Rockies chasing 100 losses, um, the Rapids with the unexpected win on Saturday are now um, only one point. Uh, they're only leading the worst um season ever as far as lowest points earned by one now because um, mm. they 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 got that three points on saturday so they're still this is this is still the worst season points wise uh in club history um but with seven games left all you need is a tie to tie that worst record two ties would would make you officially mm. not the worst team anymore uh, or a win. Uh, so there are a lot of there are opportunities for them to get out of that. Um, uh, there's a lot of good teams that we're playing though, and uh, so it, it's still going to be work to get out of that hole um, to earn that worst season ever. Uh, but uh, you know, it's I think the difference is with soccer, um, the community feels so much smaller. Mm. Um, with with Major League Baseball, everything is so big, you know. Yeah. Um, so I I'm not sure. I know the feelings and the sadness are the same. Like there's a lot of parallels there, uh, but the smallness of it is 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 that the feels like there's a little more community with soccer because uh, there's an easier way to get to the front office to get your message to the front office. I think. Hmm. Um, because you have things like supporters groups, you know, so the closest comparison would be like Japanese baseball. So, uh, Nippon league, you know, like mm -hmm. when you look at, they have like legit supporters groups for, um, the Japanese teams, you know, and you see them and they're, they're crazy. Like soccer fans, um, you know, with the chants and the singing, the songs, the dancing, you know, the, the those little inflatable sticks that mm -hmm. they're smashing together, um, is the closest comparison to, um, you know, soccer supporters group. So uh, the the Rapid supporters group is called C C38 or Centennial 38. Um, and they have their own section um, in the stadium, um, though there is another section as well that's a little more family friendly. So there's multiple because <laughs> uh, <laughs> the main section is the one that doing the chants. Mm -hmm. Chants are not always for children. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're the ones that try to get the crowd into the game. Um, they're leading the chance. Um, they're right behind the net. So they're giving it to the opposing goalkeeper when, when it's their turn to be there, usually first half. And then when we flip, then they're supporting our goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so there is, it's a lot of noise, you know, it's, it's visual. Um, it's audible. There's a lot of noise, a lot of cheering going on. There's flags, all kinds of cool stuff going on. Um, and they are, you know, the, the main, I guess, delegation for fans to the front office. So they have meetings uh, with the front office. 
they have that mouthpiece to be able to communicate with the club. And, and so the statement that they made uh, this past Saturday was that at the 20th minute in the game, there was a walkout planned. And so all of C38 in that main section uh, behind that net left. Um, when they left, you know, they left banners in place of where they were, um, basically saying that the, the badge, the players, the fans deserve better. Um, so they made their, their big statement there. Um, in addition to other things, they wore all black, um, you know, and then there's been, they, they had an open letter to the front office mm -hmm. and to the club, to the owners last week that has garnered, um, some national attention within MLS, uh, that was really kind of gloves off, no holds barred, kind of this is the situation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and points were made that were very, very strong points. You know, to buy in, to create a new MLS team, um, the buy-in price is $500 million. So you can't even get started with anything until you buy in at $500 million. When Forbes came out and put their valuation of all MLS clubs, Rockies was, you know, among the bottom at a valuation of 350 million. So we're Rapids not were, Rapids were the worst. Yeah. Wow. So we're not even um, uh, we don't have the same value as a team that doesn't exist yet, mm. uh, which is which is kind of a strong statement, mm -hmm. um, you know, and the, the facilities are old. You know, the scoreboard um, has glitched out during several games this year, which is Oof. kind of embarrassing um, on the national, you know, stage with with Apple and MLS Pass coming out on mm. Apple Plus, Apple TV. Uh, so it, it, there's the roster is not great. Um, there's been a lot of misses. Um, we had a lot of hits back in 2021. After that, we sold some of those players uh, for a lot of money, but we didn't replace them yet. Um, we've not been successful at that. So there's some anger among fans with the front office for the roster construction. Um, certainly with the owners, I think the owners are who the fans are holding most accountable for the state of the club. Um, with what, with the stadium looking as it does, you know, like the signs are all faded out from sun, the pixels are burned down on the scoreboard. Um, you know, plus the roster being what it is. Plus we came in with high expectations and now we are, uh, with the win. Now we are the second worst team, uh, in MLS, but you know, up until Saturday, we were the worst team. Mm. Um, you know, the worst team in MLS wins an award called the wooden spoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, it's kind of a tongue in cheek, um, uh, kind of an embarrassment award award to win. Uh, and so we're trying not to win that. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it, there's a lot of things going on both on the field with, you know, the losses, uh, but also the state of the club and also yeah. the state of the facilities itself. So, uh, those are kind of all the things, it's a lot. um, yeah. you know, and I know that there are parallels to that with the Rockies. Oh, yeah. Other than um, the stadium. We'll, we'll break, yeah. We'll the break Rockies have the stadium down. Like, They've got the stadium. <laughs> so no issues there, but but, you know, you've got roster and you've got farm, you know, farm issues. Um, mm -hmm. What's the strength of that? Uh, and, you know, and obviously you've got uh, you're you're in a super competitive division in the NOS. Sure. Um, where it just seems very daunting that the Rockies will ever get on top of that. I mean, we've never won it, you know. Um, participated. We, yeah, we participated. participated. A lot. Um, you know, we won <laughs> the National League, you know, in 2007. But <laughs> we've never won our own division. Um 
And that and that just seems to be increasingly more challenging when you've got teams like the Dodgers that are now throwing money at everything, you know, uh, to make Inve- it happen. Investing that uh, infrastructure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Look. Look. It's there's a lot to be frustrated about on, on sure. both fan bases. I think. I think ultimately you probably just need some uh, Breckenridge bourbon. Like that's a lot. You, you need a for, drink, and it's like teams. it's 1:46 right now <laughs> in in uh, mountains daylight time so like it's okay it's good and it's a monday we're gonna forget about that get some uh, breckenridge bourbon the official bourbon of the denver broncos another reason to be drinking some you know blended bourbon whiskey a high rye mash it's amazing right now they've got uh, a great hashtag going on hashtag broncos bourbon you win two tickets to the breckenridge bourbon whiskey suite for the broncos chargers game at the end of the season December 31st, right on New Year's Eve. Post your favorite Broncos photos to Instagram or Facebook using hashtag Broncos Bourbon. By the end of November, because on December 1st, they're going to narrow it down to 10 favorites. There'll be a fan vote for a week. You can enter at BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash bourbon of the Denver Broncos backslash. They're at all the Broncos tailgates at the DNVR bar watch parties all year long. Check out their Ricky Seltzers made with Breck Spirits. They made with Breck Spirits uh, and then make it uh, an easy way to go ahead and, and have a good time with them. And their products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit Breckenridge Distillery for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits at Prey Anywhere. And we know Bet365 is doing it right. They don't do ordinary. They believe every sport should be epic. So see for yourself when you sign up today because you're going to get a $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. And now we've got these DNVR custom bets where, like for the Broncos, can they claim three divisional wins this season? Seems like a low bar. They're starting off 0-2. It seems like a fair bar, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and honestly, the folks at, at, for the Broncos beat here at DNVR think so. So ride with DNVR. Place that bet if you need to. Download the app. Deposit $10. Claim your $365 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet. For just $1, download Bet365 app and use code DNVR365 when you sign up. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, moment it's never ordinary. And Bet365. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. So has there been any player reaction so far to this uh, walkout? Or, and and uh, the media. There's a media aspect of this that we'll talk about, but I don't think I've seen any player reaction just yet. Yeah. Um, Brendan Plown over at The Post, um, uh, he had posted some stuff on Twitter that was getting some reactions from uh one of our midfielders named Cole Bassett. He's a homegrown mm-hmm. player yeah. from right here in the Denver area um, and has has grown up in the academy, has played for the Rapids, um, went to Europe on a loan deal, um, came back and is now back with the Rapids. He understands. He grew up as a sure. Rapids fan. Um, he gets it. And so he, you know, had said he... It, it voiced that you know he he understands how hurtful it is to the supporters group, um, how painful these losses are. Um, you know our our main rival is Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our own trophy just uh, between these two teams, um, and we in that since that's existed, the record is thirteen and five Salt Lake. Uh, so. To, we lost that officially two weeks ago. 
um, and Cole Bassett was out, you know, sharing his frustrations uh, and and disappointment with that as well. So I think the players know what's going on. I mean, they could obviously see, sure. you know, like that, that section was empty. Uh, and and the, the, it is very obvious, especially with the banners that are left behind. Um, it's a clear visual, you know, hole of people. So the players, they mm -hmm. know what's going on, but they also know what the record is as well. And they, yeah. they, they're on Twitter, you know, they, they watch our show. Uh, they watch DMVR Rapids, you know, and we, when they come to the bar and we talk to them, like they're, they're savvy to how the, the fans are feeling. And the right open now. letter by C38 also says like, hey, th this is no disrespect to the players. Like, For sure. This is about the organization. This is about the front Yeah, office. none of this is about the players. So yeah. let's let's kind of compare and contrast. It really starts with the owners. And again, I don't know how many successful teams or unsuccessful teams start with owners. I think, I think most of them do, no doubt. But when you've got problems and it stems from the owner, it's pretty easy to see. And, and that seems For to sure. be the case. Stan Kroenke, he's got bigger things to worry about. Um, so there's been a lack of involvement with him. Uh, his son, Josh, who doesn't really attend very many games. You know, on the flip side for Momfort, like this is his baby. Like this is the thing that he cares the most about. Mm -hmm. But he actually hasn't been attending very many games. I think he's there most of the time. But he, uh, I haven't seen him in his seat once this year behind mm. The dugout. Uh, and when I spoke with him in January at the Breakfast of Champions event up in Greeley, he said, you know, at the end of last season, he was like a little embarrassed. Like it was a little frustrating with how the team had been playing by, you know, the time that they were out of it in the second half. So at the end of last season, he wasn't even sitting in his seats behind the dugout. And so he's kind of continued that. So we're going to be going to like two straight years of him potentially not sitting in those seats. So he's there, he's present. He, he maybe means well, like, because that's his, that's his only baby, in a sense. Um, it's a bad look for me. But, yeah. You know, it's it's your team. I mean, it's sure. your fault. You know, if you're going to stop showing up to the game, then that's that's not a good look to me, you know. And I, and I say that for both Monfort. If he's not showing up because he doesn't, I mean, that's his own words. If you don't like the product, don't go. Yeah. You know, years ago. Yeah. Or whenever, 2015 or whenever that was. Uh you know, so, I mean, he's a man of his word, I guess. Uh, but it's like, dude, that's your product. Like, if you don't like what you're seeing, that's your fault. And, and you should be there to, to support either way. I think Rapids fans feel the same about the Cronkies and not seeing them in the stadium uh, and not having their presence. It, I think with the Cronkies is that, so like you said with the Monforts, like that's their baby. Yeah. You know, um, that's the only thing they yeah, got that's going it. on. You know, and whether or not they're good at being owners or not, uh, whatever. Um, the Cronkies have in the last three years, um, they have uh, a Super Bowl. <laughs> they have a Stanley Cup. They have an NBA championship. They have a lacrosse championship. Um, with the Mammoth. Uh, they just spent over $100 million on one player uh, for Arsenal, mm -hmm. uh, the Premier League club that they own. Um, they know how to win, okay? So you could make the argument, that does Mom, do the Momforts know how to win or not? You know, I mean, sure. the, the data says no, obviously. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can't make that argument with the Cronkies like, they know how to win because the, just in the last few years, they they have a a deluge of championships of hardware, right? Um, 
the rapids have only gotten worse. And so the situation with the Cronkies is these are people who know how to do it, but the, the feeling is that they don't give a crap about the rapids mm -hmm. because they're sure putting in the time and effort and money into these other clubs, but it's not happening for the rapids, you know? And so when you have that comparison, I think that's where the fans with the rapids get their most anger. You know, the, the rapids do have a championship back in 2010. Um, you know, so for Rockies, it's just, it's that long slog of, we still don't have it. We still don't have it. We still don't have it. Um, so they're definitely clearly different, you know, because oh, of yeah. the Momforts only have the thing. There's no other team or success to compare to other than other owners in, M or in, in MLB who do right. a good job. And to your yeah. point, like you know, the Cronkies know how, and they, they put their resources towards something. It's, it, it works like it, yeah. win a championship. For sure. Whereas with the, and, and that's, that's part of the problem is, is they're not giving those resources right now. Um, to the to the rapids and it's kind of been some of it's been mismanaged and you go that's half that's true and half that's that's not true with the Rockies like mismanagement yes but there have been resources like put in probably not the right ones I think that a lot of fans and uh, <laughs> another industry insiders would say hey, hey these are the resources maybe you should invest more in but like the Rockies this year if you look at their their 26 man roster entering on opening day we're 16th in payroll which you go all right that's kind of the middle of the league but for you know, kind of a smaller market like Denver, that's pretty good. $172.1 million. Like, that's what was invested in. You know, some of that was in a, in a left fielder that you could have argued that they didn't need, and they, <laughs> they signed really late and, and jerks and Profar. Um, but money hasn't really been that issue. It's just how it's spent because the Diamondbacks, 21st in payroll, only $116.1 million. They're in a playoff spot right now. Tampa and Baltimore, two of the best teams in the American League, they're both under $75 million. They, yeah. they went into this year, 28th and 29th payroll. So baseball is a, is a strange sport in that way where you don't actually have to spend money to have a successful team on the field. But you do have to invest that money in the behind the scenes, in the analytics, to be able to figure out, okay, we want good players, but good players that are making low dollars sure right like good that are good values milwaukee is kind of in the similar boat they're gonna make the postseason for the fifth time in six years 118.7 million dollars for they their payroll 20th in mlb seattle is looking to go back to the postseason for the second consecutive year 18th in mlb in payroll so these teams are spending less money but are being more successful with it so it's about how you manage that and that's that's kind of been been one of the issues i think uh, that a lot of fans have with Dick Monfort. And then again, the success that's on the field, Rapids, poor on the field, you know, performance, Rockies, poor on the field performance, going to miss the postseason for the fifth consecutive year, 100 losses looks to be uh, lined up. And there's still probably more, you know, more than just a year away and, and maybe 2025 at best is really when, you know, they start uh, becoming a serious postseason contender. They could maybe do it next year if, if things go right and make it interesting. But it might be more like 2025. So Rapids and Rockies, as you said, they need to come yeah. together. It's different. <laughs> I mean, it's it's different ways to the same end right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think one of the other ownership differences you see is that the Cronkies generally stay out of it. You know, they're, they're really the pocketbook for things. Um, and they put the money to it, but they generally stay out of team affairs. And that's different and you, than the Monforts. It's different yeah. than the Monforts. Like the Monforts... 
fancy themselves baseball men. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure that's correct. <laughs> uh, and again, I think the data shows <laughs> uh, backs that claim up. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like McGregor, when McGregor passed, like there was a clear change in the Rockies, you know, and this is like, History, you know, we were like 15 years ago that, or whatever. Yeah, 2010. But so you get two postseasons in and basically 14 years yeah, of, of baseball but you, since he passed away. You look at the Rockies having a system, having a front office based on the Momforts being owners. And then you had a president who was handling the baseball. Who was opera- doing the operating. Yes. And uh-huh. that was very successful for yeah. the Rockies. Um, and that... It, we don't do that anymore. Now, now Monfort wants to be that guy, you know, whether that's a, I need to be in front of the cameras or whatever. Uh, that's not for me to, to figure out. Um, but there's been a clear change in, in how the organization has run, um, since McGregor. Um, the, the Cronky teams are, are the exact opposite, you know, like they, they really kind of stay out of it. Um, they, they tend to, you, you'll see with the Cronky championships that when they hit, when they hit gold is when they get a GM and a coach, um, who work together, they know what their expectations are and and it's not a flash in the pan thing. It's not like we just brought in this GM and this coach and now we win this year. Right. You see it building like with the abs, you know, with Sackick, um, uh, you see it build, you know, with the Nuggets and, and two GMs in a row that have created together this this championship mm-hmm. team. Um, you see that happen, and, and it starts to build. And as, as you're building that, the Cronkies tend to stay out of it, you know. Um, I think that's a challenge with the Rapids is maybe they do need to step in because they've had a lot of time to make it happen and it's not happening. If anything, it's hmm. it's getting a little bit worse. So that's another difference, you know, contrast between the two ownerships that is interesting um, yeah. because it's not looking at all of the other teams, but just Rapids and Rockies, you know, same ends, you know, uh, different means for getting there. Very true. I know the C38 also said, you know, there's been issues with security and the stadium staff raising season ticket prices. Um, while the stadium experience and, and the team has underperformed, mm-hmm. general mistreatment of uh, bloggers and uh, and the press, and for the Rockies, like they they do a good job. Press are, are treated well. Stadium experience we know is you know the best around. It's, it's fantastic. They're underperforming. Yes, ticket prices are you know still very reasonable. But uh, one of the the biggest complaints I think that fans have, and I mean I, I hear it from people in the press and some from former players, is there's no acknowledgement of the team's history anywhere, you know? And, yeah. uh, and I don't know how much that, that is a, a part of soccer necessarily. And, and MLS is still so new. I mean, the Rockies are, are slightly older than MLS yeah. itself, but still for the Rockies who, you know, say what you will, only been to the world series one time, uh, only, only five trips to the, to the postseason. but there's still plenty of players. There's still plenty of memories and games sure. that, you know, fans were here and there's a history of, baseball in Colorado before the Rockies that you could also acknowledge. And so, you know, some kind of museum or something more than just a wall in the lobby of McGregor square, you know, is, is something that I think if, if there was a supporters 
group for the Rockies, they would say, hey, we, we need a, like a team Hall of Fame here. Like that's also, I think, you know, really uh, important. And Colorado's got awesome baseball history. Yeah. Just amazing baseball history, you know, that to where you could see the old home plate uh, over yeah. in the parking lot, whether the French fry statue high, yeah. off of, uh, you know, 220 or off of 25. Um, you know, from the old stadium back in the day. I oh, mean, that one. Oh, that, that, yeah, what, the that old, Merchants Park. Yeah, Merchants oh, Park. Oh, okay. Couldn't remember the yeah, name yeah. of it, but but they also they got the home plate. I mean, Babe Ruth. Mount you know, high. like yeah. I, mean, I mean, Satchel Page. Yes, it, it's just the 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 baseball history in Colorado it's is rich. rich. I mean, just uh, what changing the 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 face of baseball and how it works. So much of that started in Colorado um, and, and even creating organized baseball has its roots in Colorado mm-hmm. baseball. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to, to go. If, if you have not done the deep dive, go do the deep dive on Colorado baseball because it's true. It's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful read. Um, and, and just so much baseball to be proud of here. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, give you a name too, Joel Milholm over on purple row. She's done an amazing job. Uh, you know, kind of uh, archiving some some different historical things in mm-hmm. in the state of Colorado because yeah, it, it goes back a long time, and it's it's wonderful. In fact, speaking of things that go back a long time, and that's wonderful. I mean, Kind Love, they're one of the first dispensaries in Colorado, go, going back to 2010, cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Man, we're excited that they are one of our official sponsors mm-hmm. here in DNVR. It's a great local brand. You know, they have great consistent quality uh wonderful experience experience you know consistency variety safety it's it's really what they're all about and if you go in and check out one of their stores over at cherry creek or north denver mention dnvr and receive the dnvr exclusive discount of 25 percent off all kind of flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line and get this code dnvr now works for deliveries as well i mean it's still technically summer right i think we got like three more days of summer still counts it still counts but that means falls around the corner and it's soup season. Get ready for soup season soup and get season. ready for factor meal kits <laughs> because, you know, we say it for every season. Oh, gosh, holidays are around the corner for the winter and oh, spring is gets busy. Like it, every season's busy, but it's one of those opportunities to reset. Factor meal kits allows you to reset, not just, you know, when it's the new year to reset, reset for the season. Busy fall. It's going to happen. We're getting the swing. Factor meal kit. Uh, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kits can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time. You're going to eat well, and you're going to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. If you're too busy and you still want to eat well with Factor, you skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning up too, all while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you got to do is heat and enjoy, and they get back to crushing your goals. Head over to factormeals.com slash DNVR rocks five zero DNVR R O X five zero and use that code DNVR rocks five zero and you're gonna get 50% off. Check that out over at factormeals.com slash DNVR rocks five zero. All right, Messi, Lionel Messi. Who is this guy, and why should I care? No, I'm kidding. Come on. Big soup People, guy. we know this. Big soup guy. Big he's soup guy. So excited for the fall. He's <sighs> just... Except know. he likes the gazpacho, so I mean, it's not even warm. What a weird thing that we're excited, like, that soup season <laughs> is a thing. Like, that's that's really a thing. Like, 
It's you know, it is. people are excited about it getting cold so that they can eat soup. The worst it's, feeling in the world is eating ramen in July with the air conditioning blasting and it's hot outside and your body doesn't know what temperature it wants to take up most. Your toes are freezing, your lower back is sweating, and you've, you've burnt the t- your tongue. Like, this is kind of life, uh, you know, first world problems. All right. I mean, Inter-Miami Inter- is, uh, we could talk soccer plenty, but I, I want to try to find the, the baseball sure. aspect of this. Is it a bad look when when star players and know the NBA is dealing with it? And, you know, in baseball, guys get their days off. There's plenty of fans I see at, at Coors Field on Sunday day games. And you go, where's the where's the tortoise shell? No one's taking batting practice. That's a disappointment. Or so-and-so has a day off. I, I wanted to see Acuna Jr. or Ryan McMahon or, you know, whoever else. And that's a disappointment. Messi, uh, over the weekend, wasn't there in Atlanta. 70,000 people bought tickets. I think 150 was, like, the cheapest on mm-hmm. the Game Time tickets app. You would have saved twenty bucks if you use code DMVR. But even still, <laughs> is is could this start to become a problem when he has his rest days? Uh, I think it's only a problem for the people who buy the tickets. Yeah, uh, MLS and the clubs are going to make their money either way. Um, you know, I think the problem is going to be the disappointed fans who paid way more than they should for an MLS match ticket, uh, and then the player that they paid to see is not going to be there. That's going to happen. You know, Lionel Messi is going to be at more games than he's not going to be at. Uh, So your chances are good if you want to pay that much money. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if he doesn't show, um, sure, like I can totally understand, um, you know, people's outrage and disappointment at that. Uh, But that's kind of the, that's the risk you take, you know, when, when you're, when you're paying to see one player versus a team, you know, when you're a fan of one person versus being a fan of the team, right? And you can't enjoy the game because you were only there for one person. Well, that's what you're, you know, that that's the gamble that you're throwing in with your sure. money. So, and that happens for baseball, you know, like oh, for yeah. sure, um, you know, but it's uh, his impact. On, on the league has been at such a massive level um, to where you're seeing celebrities and everybody there that it's just garnering more attention, I think, you know. So uh, I, I think the fans are, are totally legitimate in their outrage or their disappointment, but at the same time, like, hey, man, you, you, you know that he, he can't play every game. He's, he's not 20, you know. He's, all players uh, need rest days. Uh, and if you if your home team is a, is a, is a team that has turf versus grass, Ooh. Uh, I may yeah. be a little more wary on whether uh-huh. or not I'm out you know overspending on those tickets because if I am Miami, I'm not running Messi out on turf. Think, uh, I mean, think about how much each of his toes. Are, are worth like if you had to insure <laughs> something like that, you don't want to be getting turf toe. No, so Messi's been playing you know extra games, if you will, in the MLS Cup, or rather not MLS Cup, in the U.S. Open Cup. And, you know, this is a in-season tournament, which, you know, all leagues around the world, you know, have, have things like that. And I think it probably allows uh, fans of, of teams that are struggling to kind of have something else, you know, to sure. think about if their overall season isn't going great. You know, the, the NBA is going to be doing this. I don't know if the Nuggets guys have talked about it much. Uh, we, we walked by them, and, and I got a brief lowdown. But, yeah, the, the NBA Cup uh, is is coming this year from November to December. 
where teams, you know, during their regular season are going to play like five games, something like that. And, and basically it's going to be an in-season tournament that, you know, there's going to be awards for that. I, I, I think it's, it's to get people to pay attention to these early season sure. games. And I think that makes sense. And, and you and I were talking like, could MLB do something like that? Now, the schedule is already 162 games. That's, that's wild enough. And then you have an entire yeah. month just of the postseason. Oh, yeah, and then you also have a month and a half of spring training. So there's still plenty of baseball. And, you know, I know baseball doesn't really get going until summertime. But there could be an opportunity. We've seen what they've done with the WBC. And, you know, we, as you said yourself, you know, like, uh, it's hard to be a Rockies fan. And it's hard, you forget how much you like baseball because mm -hmm. of the Rockies. And that yeah. happened with so many people with the World Baseball Classic. So how could MLB have some kind of in-season tournament and you had an idea i had an idea i think they mesh well what what, what was your off right off the top of your off the top of the dome how could they yeah. accomplish something like that i mean i don't know the logistics of it but just sure you sure. know uh, at a very 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 high level mm -hmm. uh you know in in relating it back to the the similarities between soccer and baseball right um soccer tends to do a lot of tournaments that are based on ge geography Mm -hmm. Right. So there's continental tournaments um, and so and tournaments within a country. Right. As well. But MLS just started a brand new tournament this past summer, uh, just ended called Leagues Cup. And that was between all of the teams in MLS and all of the teams in Liga Emaki, which is like MLS of Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so you had this tournament between these two leagues uh, and it was absolute chaos like in a good way so yes in the <laughs> best possible way it every game was absolute chaos That's like awesome. and so it was just you found yourself rooting for mexican teams you never heard of um when you know rapids got bounced really early Cruz so it's just yeah go. so it's like <laughs> let's you know let's see how um you know messi started during mm -hmm. that tournament and so it was just like, how's Miami going to do with this? You know, how are the top clubs? Are they going to play their best players? Um, and all of these things to watch for and root for. And it was super exciting. That's cool. It was better than MLS if you are a Rapids wow. fan. Yeah. Because yeah. there's not much for us to watch. So uh, it was really great. Um, so maybe something like that for MLB. Yeah. Where maybe it's um, MLB... And then whatever the top league is in Mexico, um, or maybe you get, um, you know, whatever the top two or sure. three leagues and you create a tournament out of it. Um, but with, with MLB season being so long, you know, I don't know how that packages in. Sure. Uh, if maybe you do that instead of the all-star break, uh, it's, if, if it's a, a short tournament and all-star break is now maybe, a month versus three weeks. That's what they were talking about, like the World Baseball Classic yeah. as, a, as a potential. But I think that's like a good jumping off point because I wasn't even thinking of it as this international thing. I thought of it like NBA, it's an in-season tournament. You know, and with like the, um, you know, the English Football League, the EPL, the, the Carabao Cup. Mm -hmm. I remember it as the Carling Cup. Um, yeah. But like... It's it, that's a great way for them to almost like highlight their minor league guys, like their their, sure. their lower level clubs. That's I think maybe how you do it is it's almost like your triple A teams, or maybe you're able to designate some bench players to be on that. Because I know with like the Olympics and some tournaments, you're allowed to designate three players that aren't you know 21 and under, yep. whatever that is. So you could have something like that where it's like the triple A tournament, and now you know the the teams in Mexico. 
that they're they're designated as a triple a team mm-hmm. but you could have them just have that team playing against you know the the american triple a pacific coast league clubs and that can run through october and november sure. and you know if you play some games in japan they've got domes some of it is turf as well but you can have these games in san francisco la go down to florida to play them um, and you could you could stretch that season out to November, December, especially because a lot of guys that are in AAA or that are bench players, they need additional playing time. They're playing in the Caribbean Winter Leagues. You know, Venezuela uh, is now, I think, back in, in running, but Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, some of them are going to Australia. Like, there used to be a league in Hawaii, which was pretty cool to think about that you'd get yeah. to go there to get more ABs. But, like... There's an opportunity. Now, is it profitable? Is it lucrative? Maybe not, but yeah. you certainly could do some kind of in-season tournament like that where if you're a Rockies fan, you're like, ah, you know what? The, the Ice Dopes are actually doing pretty good. I'll talk about them in a second when we get to our prospects of the week. But they have a chance to go to the postseason. And, you know, if the Rockies are out of it and you know they're about to lose 100 games or you just know you, you've been eliminated from the postseason, you still have a little stake in the game and you say, Hey, this is this is kind of part of the Rockies. Sure. It's not the World Series, right? It's not uh, the Commissioner's Trophy, but it is you know the MLB Cup. It is something yep. that we can hang our hat on. And we have something like that here in North America with um, the Open Cup, right. uh, which the cool thing about the Open Cup is that any team can qualify for it. Yeah, it can I love be that. a group of dudes. Who started a team like FC Denver is is a local you know oh, soccer really? club. Oh yeah, I guess. And there's if, all these qualifiers. If they play right? up yeah, yeah. through the qualifiers, they could get into <laughs> the later rounds where where MLS teams play. And where where it makes sense, you know, as, as far as you're saying, it's like so it's not think outside of normal baseball playoffs, right? If this was a one in one tournament, you know, mm-hmm. or a three game at most. Uh, and then towards the end, it's a single game elimination, right? Then you could sprinkle the games throughout the season. So you don't have to shut down the season. Sure. And that's how it works with Open Cup. Um, and you have basically the lower level teams will play all of the beginning qualifying rounds, the group stages and stuff like that. So you could have your your minor league teams. Maybe they're, maybe the winner of each indie league, you know, or at least some of the indie leagues, um, could, that yeah. MLB partner leagues, you know, um, come through. So maybe it's a vibes, you know, or, or, or whoever, or, um, a sock puppets or, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, some, one of these smaller teams coming up, if they play well enough, maybe they get into, um, you know, move up past those. And then the MLS clubs don't jump in until later on in the tournament. Right. Um, so that way you have They're the like lower level teams can play multi-round buys. Right. Basically. You get multi-round buys and maybe that's the way it works. So the MLS, like some of the MLB clubs are not having to cancel their season to go do it. They, it can still be a focus on some of these minor league teams, but you know, you may yeah. end up in a situation depending on the draw, if it's, you know, regional and, it, and mm-hmm. it's drawn as it gets smaller, where there's a yard goats versus Rockies. I mean, how cool would that be, <laughs> you know? Um, or so, even just Grand Junction. Like, for hey, sure. they did this improbable thing, and a AAA club like the Albuquerque Ice, like, hey, there's some big leaguers, or there's some former Rockies, or 
hey, look, we're Grand Junction, and you know, only a couple thousand people are coming out to the games to begin with. Yeah. And it's like, no, there's or or a guy who's again maybe trying to make a comeback. That's what the indie leagues are for. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen Rich Hill have to do it. Um, and, and he's still going in, in his career, uh, other than the fact that the Padres let him go. But you just say, hey, here's a guy. Like, we remember this guy. And, you know, because Matt Holiday came back to Grand Junction for a little bit. But now without that affiliation anymore, yeah. that that's virtually all uh, impossible. But, again, is, is the juice worth the squeeze? I don't know. But, man, when you start talking about it, it can get exciting. Yeah. yeah. All right, I, I want to I uh, run down a list of other uh, baseball and, and soccer connections. Soccer is... Unfortunately, not a sport where there's a lot of crossover where you can play soccer and baseball. Soccer is just so demanding where it's in and of, of itself. But the the one crossover, the one that we just had however many weeks ago, a month ago, was Ken Griffey Jr. showing up at an Inter-Miami <laughs> game doing the photography thing. That was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, unexpected and cool. And I think Randy Johnson's a phot- photographer now, too. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's weird to see. I mean... It's weird because they are greats of the sport. Yeah. You don't expect that. Like, you expect someone at that level to retire and go be rich. You know, go be on a beach and live the life that we all <laughs> dream of, you know. Uh, and so to see to see them behind a camera um, shooting is is cool. Yeah. You know, and it, it's because, because they love sports. You know, mm-hmm. and that's core it's part of their soul you know and so yeah i thought that was awesome i, I just thought it was so that is cool, cool. Yeah. is tony miola an honest person is he do you, do you know enough about uh former u.s goalkeeper tony miola to be like uh, uh, no. uh he might be a little full of it <laughs> one way or the other or no i couldn't say okay that's all right <laughs> no he was like allegedly drafted by the yankees but i went back and there's you know significant information that you can get from the 80s and, and early 90s yeah and i don't actually see that he was drafted yeah. out of high school by the yankees uh taylor twelman he, he's a national guy i mean he yeah. covers games uh he had a tryout with his hometown st louis cardinals i didn't know that that was a thing ryan braun contests that he could have turned pro at soccer all right i mean hey when you're you know you're growing up and, and through high school, absolutely. You know, soccer is usually a fall sport, and then it's true. Baseball is a spring, so right. I, I believe that. You know, like for sure. Um, you know, and then going into once you're into the collegiate aspect of it, you know, a lot of Rockets sure. fans wish Ryan Braun had played soccer because then <laughs> Troy Tulowitzki would have been the 2007 National League Rookie of the Year award winner. That's obvious. Uh, Manny Machado uh, did not go pro in soccer, but he's also co-owner of the new MLS team in San Diego coming yep. in 2025. Mm-hmm. That was wild to see him up there on the podium going, wait, what is happening? Wait, there already is a team in San Diego, oh, but it's not MLS, yeah. but we're just going to job out Landon Donovan like that. Uh, yeah. It, it's, I didn't care for that. These new teams. Yeah. Well, I didn't care for it either. It's it's a bummer for San Diego loyal, um, they built which is the team there. that was the U.S. Mm-hmm. USL team that is now uh, defunct because they've been steamrolled by MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at some of these smaller teams and even the new MLS teams, you're seeing ownership groups come together that are fans of the sport. Mm. You don't get to see that very much in other leagues, you know, like you just, you Packers, the, is it. the amount of money you have to have to buy the Broncos or <laughs> the Rockies, like, it's unfathomable um and, and so it's like only just super duper crazy lex Luthor billionaire you know take over <laughs> the world 
type people can afford that, you know, whereas you see some of these, uh, you know, soccer teams a little, the, the buy-in is a little easier uh, to get in, but you see it really at the USL level. Um, Oakland Roots um, USL team just went Green Bay Packers and opened it up to where fans can be owning wow. uh, members of the, of the team, of the club. And they just announced this morning that Billy Armstrong uh, of Green Day Billy, fame. Billy Joe Billy Armstrong? Joel uh, Armstrong <laughs> is, uh, is now part owner of the Oakland Roots. Wow. How cool is that, man? Like That's pretty neat. I, you know, it's... It's, it's where I wish, like, I, it's so punk rock, right? <laughs> uh, and, like, the Oakland Roots have that kind of vibe anyway. But, like, we were talking earlier this morning about, like, I was I was researching, like, which celebrities live here, you know, mm. because you have people showing up to Dodgers games, uh, or Giants games, or, or Yankees games, and they've got high-level celebrities, you know, and... Uh, Denver just doesn't have that, you know, and it's like no. they have a lot of sports celebrities, right? And, and in the mountains, I mean, I mean like off yeah, they're homes, all in Aspen. There's a lot it, of guys. Yes, the, the little bit that we do have, they're 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 in Aspen, they're sure. in Telluride. Um, but man, it would just be cool to see, you know, just high end, not not athlete celebrities, be at Coors Field or be at Dick's Sporting Goods Park and, and supporting local. Games that would just add such a cool element to to Den the Denver sports landscape, um, and you see it every now and then. But like, there's consistency um, in some of these other cities where you you're always going to see Will mm -hmm. Ferrell at an LAFC game. You're always going to see Matthew McConaughey in a green suit getting the game going at, at Austin. You know, and the team has to be the one who starts that relationship because yes. I think every celebrity, every human being wants to be a part of something sure. like that even just once in a while i don't know that the rockies are one of those teams like they well, don't just they don't, don't have, have celebrities either they don't know? even bring back their own players to throw out the first pitch <laughs> other than like the blake street bombers they've got uh this is true this we need a super true. clip of Susie talking about all the different you know <laughs> elementary school choirs singing the national anthem i mean last year i covered a uh, a giants rocky series in san francisco and they had all these celebrities they had like a animatronic lego robot throwing out the first pitch the uh the mayor of london was there and it was it's awesome they, they've they've got celebrities and they're, they're running out the the red carpet i think if you just have like a suite and you load it up with some breck brew broncos country the beer of the month of course for us here at dnvr get those high wire hops from the north fork valley man made with 100 percent renewable energy colorado company it's fantastic. Go to breckbrew.com, find out where it's it's located near you. Every affiliate of the Rockies, you can get Breckbrew except Hartford. What's going on with that? Hartford, come on, step know. it up. I mean, the Hartford's probably, I mean, there's a lot of New England beers I mean, I, that would say probably have the lockdown on that area, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, but you want to you taste the Rockies. Too. You want to taste. I, not if you're in Hartford, you know? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. You want to taste maybe Sam Adams or... <sighs> Something more New Englandy. If you're at the ballpark in Hartford, I mean, they they should be having at, at Duncan Park. They should have the Breck Brew, a couple of the liquor store. That's how that's how they get yeah, it started. I mean, I'm not, that's how I'm they break into that market. Is, yeah, I'm just it's it's an open market, right? It is. All right, Shady Rays. I got mine. They're so good. I look. It it allows me to just. <laughs> just look left and right. No one knows what I'm looking at. I'm protected by the sun. You buy one, you get one free when you use promo code DNVR. 
You can go to the Park Meadows Mall, uh, buy two or more pairs of polarized shades. You get 50% off those bad boys. And if you lose or break them. So who either in the art hole, that would be where all of the graphic designs yeah, are done, that's where we or live. on the Rapids beat is the person where they're either losing or breaking their glasses or they're like second guessing their shades. And so <laughs> they want to get a, you know, a refund or an exchange, which can happen within 30 days. Yeah. Well, and the rap, and I just learned this because of this answer to this question. Oh. Uh, so on the Rapids beat, it's Yaya. Yaya recently <laughs> broke his glasses. He's got the same I'm models not, I do. I'm not even. Uh, uh, I've never been a sunglasses guy, by the way, until we got Shady Rays. And I know this sounds like I'm trying to like do the ad. I swear to you, I'm not. Like I am not a sunglasses guy. I have a weird face for sunglasses, <laughs> and and I'm the first to admit it. I've never. I've always looked. Just like a dummy. Shady glasses. rays. If you have a weird face, <laughs> shady Get rays. Get some. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I've got two pairs of shady rays now, and I yeah. and I, I I I can no longer drive without them. I wear them when I walk from the car here to the building. You're hooked. Um, and they look good. Um, you know, and I like I am. It's weird that for the first time in my life, uh, and I'm no spring chicken. You know, like I'm a sunglasses guy now. Uh, but Yaya broke his recently and i didn't know this that you could return them online and, and they'll replace it for whatever mm -hmm. you know if you are uh an unfortunate bird wearing shady rays and randy johnson smashes Ooh. you and the sunglasses you can resurrect yourself as a bird and, and take those glasses in and they will replace them the you family know? of the bird the family of the bird yeah or if there's like bird wizards i don't know where this is going right now uh <laughs> But uh, Yaya took his to the mall. Oh, so and had him replaced them. right there. Oh, wow. I thought you had to That's mail them dope. in, but he took them to the mall and they replaced him there, which I thought was super cool. That's so very if cool. you didn't know that, uh, now you do. That's another bonus for me. I uh, like that. I, I'll have to start uh, including that in, in the ad reads. That's a, it's a good piece of detail. Yeah. Hey, uh, low A baseball wrapped up last week. Double A finished up their season, but we're going to, we're going to jump into some prospects of the week. And I know you've been digging into all the numbers, Dwayne, <laughs> right? Uh, hey, triple A, Jimmy Heron does guy. it for the second week in a row. Dude was fantastic. Yeah. He, uh, he actually had to come off on the bench on Sunday and was a late replacement. He's an outfielder. He had to play some first base, had a big death at five RBI, two homers, seven RBI this week. Uh, he's done an amazing job. Honorable mention to Coco Montes, who bounces back after the uh, DFA. It's 381 with a homer, 7 RBI. Aaron Schunk, Wynn Bernard, and Daniel Montano, 7 RBI. Nice job for him. Pretty much everybody stole two bases. Uh, on the pitching side, Noah Davis, 7 innings pitch, only gave up two runs. He's back with the big league roster. We don't know who's going to be starting on Tuesday. We'll preview the Padres series here in just a second. Uh, we don't know if he'll be jumping in on the action uh, on Tuesday, because he did pitch on Sunday. Ryan Feltner might be that guy, but, uh, you know, Noah Davis, I think he deserved uh, another start. Ryan Feltner was good in his rehab start, four and two-thirds innings pitched. There's no real uh, minor league system in MLS. There is a little bit, but you just don't get the same jump up, right? Like, it's not... You don't need more yeah. seasoning. If you're ready for MLS, it's, you just go right into the yeah, first, there's, first team. There's what's called MLS Next Pro, um, which is kind of where the kids play. And that's pretty new, it's right? The, it's very new. Because previously uh, they were kind of like in the USL. Years. This is the second year of that. It used to be like Rapids 2 or one of those deals, right? Yeah, that, well, that's what Rapids 2 is, is MLS Next mm -hmm. Pro. And it's basically a way to go from the academy 
the academy for soccer is um, developing kids from a very young age stay within the Rapids uh, club. And, and you, you go through from uh, elementary, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. and college, you, know, you stay within the academy, um, play for the Rapids Academy squads, uh, you know, and then if it works out for you, then you make it up to the Rapids first team. Yeah. Uh, MLS Next Pro is it would be the equivalent of the minor league, um, but there's also other leagues around. So there's USL, mm-hmm. USL two, um, that those are not affiliated with the MLS teams anymore. They used to be right, uh, but they could still make the jump from USL to MLS. Um, you know, it's just it's just a different transfer. League. It's, it's all in, that, yeah. you know, it's independent league. Uh, but maybe at a higher level, um, talent-wise, soccer than like it's indie league too. would be like with baseball. Oh, like, you're right. You yeah, know. yeah. Because in indie league baseball, if you're signing a guy out of there, other than a guy like Rich Hill who's trying to reestablish his career after some injury, and, and you know his name, he's a big leaguer. Yeah. You, maybe you're just getting some filler for one of your for minor your league low, rosters. Yeah. Whereas right now, you know, with with um, you know the USL Championship and, and those lower leagues. Like there are players who are going over to Europe that are that are mm-hmm. getting signed, and, and those smaller clubs are sure. are making some money off that. Look, keep an eye on on the Isotopes this week because uh, they got six games against the Oklahoma City Dodgers, Rockies Dodgers. Always going to be heated. This is down in Albuquerque. The uh, Isotopes are only three games back right now of the Round Rock Express for the top spot in the second half of the PCL. So if they can somehow do that, Isotopes will go to the postseason for the first time since being affiliated. With the Rockies, so that's kind of a big story to to keep an eye on. That yeah, you know, it, that it's not it's not the MLB Cup, but that is like this little side thing that would be great because there are some guys that you know you know that the Rockies have have seen and have, have called up and some other young prospects. So that's that's pretty interesting. In Double A, the uh, prospect of the week, Joe Rock. I think he was a prospect of the week last week as well. He's been fantastic. Five innings pitch, did not give up a run, struck out 10 and only walked one honorable mention for Carson Palmquist, who uh, is a guy that uh, in his three of three of his four starts in double A this year, at least six innings pitched, no more than two earned runs. He made a big mark this season. He's the 21st ranked prospect according to MLB Pipeline. I think he's going to sneak just outside the top 10 when we get to the beginning of next year. Jordan Beck, homer, two RBI, hit over 300. Uh, 333 to be exact with six hits. No one else had more than three hits. Drew Romo had, uh, you know, a 300 day, uh, a 300 week at the plate in only three games. But San Diego is where the Rockies uh, are headed. They're there now. We still don't know the actual identities of who's going to be <laughs> the starting pitcher uh, for the Rockies. I suspect today's gonna be Ty Block. This was supposed to be his day. I mean, it could be Ryan Feltner. He's gonna be coming off. Uh, the the 60-day IL after uh, making a few rehab starts and, and taking that line drive, you might have remembered, you mm-hmm. know, on May 13th. There are, man, baseball for a sport that is, you know, pastoral and is, like, slow and it's... And then and then you're running fast and you're hitting a ball with a lot of power, but it's just a ball and it's a, it's a wood bat. There's some gruesome injuries. Oh, um, gosh, yes. What is the most gruesome injury you can remember in in soccer? Like... I can't necessarily remember any. I know oh, there's been headers or guys kind of get fall on their neck a little bit. You know, maybe a slide tackle that, like, slices a guy a little bit. But nothing where you're fearing for someone's life, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know gruesome. I don't know that there's really a lot of gruesome ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know MLS. Uh, in Premier League, um, I follow Wolverhampton. 
And a couple of years ago, uh, one of the top players for the team went up for a header, and the defender and he hit their head smashed together, Ooh. did not hit the ball, hit each other's head. And it uh, he was unconscious immediately, and his skull was, was fractured. Wow. Um, and so it was a very serious thing where he was rushed to the hospital. They had to reconstruct his skull and... Uh, it was. Oh. It was. It really was a life or death situation. That is the only like one I can think of in yeah. soccer. Um, you know, so it's it's not like uh, taking a line drive off the face, which is just like one of the scariest things mm-hmm. in sports. Like just terrifying to watch that. It is awful. It no. It's it's bad. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what kind of protective equipment Ryan Feltner will be using? He did you know throw some live BP with. You know some some inserts in his cap, which again doesn't protect the whole face, sure. but does the side or at least the spot that was. You know he did suffer the skull fracture, so uh, we should be seeing him again here to maybe make at least two starts before the season is out. Michael Walker, Blake Snell, and Seth Lugo are up for the Padres. Pretty much their three most reliable starters. You Darvish is on the IL. Um, but all of those guys with ERAs pretty much at 3-5 or lower. And Blake Snell is going for a Cy Young Award. So uh, Padres, I think their season is pretty much done. They're they're kind of hanging in there. They have a run differential of plus 77. It's the fourth best in the National League, yet they are not fourth best in the standings. They're 10th in the National League standings. Uh, by comparison, the Diamondbacks, minus 23. So they should be under 500, and yet um, they're actually 10 games or six and a half games better than the Padres. So... Uh, just one of those things. So the Padres, they've already had their season spoiled, but the Rockies can continue to play spoiler, maybe spoil Blake Snell's Cy Young Award, you know, candidacy just a little bit there. Are there any good, before we get out of here, uh, Dwayne, are there any good, you know, analytics or statistics that the Rapids, not the Rapids, <laughs> but MLS and, and soccer use? I know they will track, like, how far they run, but it, it uh, hasn't really broken through in the same way. The other thing is yeah, most of the different. data that we have in baseball is all public facing. So it's like, you know, people sharing with other people. I'm sure the front offices in soccer as well as baseball sure. have their own stuff that we know nothing about. Well, the interesting thing with soccer is that uh, soccer players now wear, uh, mm-hmm. it looks like a like a, um, like a a training bra. Heart rate monitor. Yeah, it, it's not just a heart rate monitor, but it's a it's GPS. Training for bra. On, on, yeah, it looks like a training bra. It does, yeah. Uh, and so the players will wear that under their jersey um and and yeah there's heart monitors and stuff on it but there's also location and so the analytics is you can track um how they're playing in position or if they're out of position um you you can run all of those i'm not a stats guy uh but i know that that's how it works and and they can go and crunch those numbers and also get visuals of hot spots kind of like on a pitching hot spot you know that you that when you're you're looking at a pitcher or batter um of of where they are on the f- on the field to see if um, they are in fact doing a good job. Uh, they can literally see you were here and you shouldn't have been, um, <laughs> you know, or how fast they cover ground. Mm-hmm. How how good are they at playing uh, the length of the field? You know, getting up to cover offense and back. Um, so it, it's pretty interesting, you know. And baseball, you know, there's different analytics altogether, you know. Um, where like the movement is not as critical uh, because it's a little more stationary, you know, uh, than than soccer where you're running the whole time. Um, but that's kind of one of the newest newest things in technology um, that I think is 
pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I'm not a number. I make pictures for a living, so <laughs> <laughs> numbers are outside of my brain uh, capabilities, but it's That's pretty cool. neat. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's pretty neat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Baseball definitely uses that kind of technology, too, and... You know, slowly but surely, all the other sports are getting uh, oh, yeah. nerded down for sure uh, with with all the analytics and and whatnot. Dwayne, this is a fun conversation, and I feel like uh, every 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 ten minute section of our conversation could be broken off into an, like another <laughs> hour. Sure. Uh, and we've got a whole off season, see off season, so uh, we might yeah. actually do that. We'll see. Uh, but go ahead and uh, plug away. Uh, let folks know where they could you know see on yeah, social media. Uh, and yeah, if you're if you are uh, soccer curious or <laughs> rapids curious as we like to say uh follow us at dmvr underscore rapids um i am on twitter all the time at um the Dwayne brown d-u-a-n-e uh b-r-o-w-n like the crayon um you can find me online as well um on twitter if you're interested in, in learning more about the rapids uh whether from a soccer standpoint or all the drama that's going on right now <laughs> uh, but it's a great place uh if you are a collector of sports disappointment like myself uh, it's a great time to jump in uh, in the, into the Rapids uh, to be hopeful for the future, uh, much like the Rockies. It's true. You know, um, gosh, it's it's nothing but just finding ways to find hope at this point. And uh, I think that's where Ra Rockies and, and Rapids fan truly share one heart right now. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and, sure. and you can also check out uh, a lot of your work over at dnvrlocker.com as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, all of the all city network the, brands yeah and that's that's mostly d-line uh but but yes you should get in there uh get into the locker pick up something it's a know? soccer phrase get in get in. and get in on twitter at dnvr <laughs> underscore rockies at patrick d Lyons is where i can be found Dwayne gave us plenty of momentum for uh this penultimate week of the mlb season but uh, as we say here on the dnvr rockies podcast your momentum is only as good as your next show so yeah, it's going to be a good one. Tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Susie Hunter, right here on the DMVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube. Hang in there.